That's not even the right word, but I made it up. We're here. What's up, shirt family? <laughs> I'm Danny. Who are who the fuck are you? Fucking Darcy. Up in my business in here with your face balls. I see your face balls. Did you say Michael? Who the fuck is that? I did when I just did that. You think so? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I don't. I don't know him personally, so. <laughs> hi everyone. Hi, hi. So we have an episode today, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. A, I am not prepared, but we're gonna do it anyway because we need to. It's been too long since we've recorded, and nothing. But. We also have some exciting news to share that I think you're supposed to hear after after we talk about this episode. Because we're gonna be listening to that. Yeah, this is a listen to bitch. You can't fast forward. No fast forwards allowed. We're skipping ten seconds because I know you're all so excited to hear. I know. They probably skipped this whole entire part. I know. They skipped the whole episode. They never listened to it again. Nobody likes you. <laughs> like, guess what? Nobody's listening, bitches. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> so the episode that we're gonna talk about that the episode, the episode that we're gonna talk about today. It's this one right here. <laughs> the case that we're gonna talk about today um, is one that is Different than a lot of other ones because this is not like a murder case or anything like that. Um, but it's definitely creepy. And, uh, it's a fucking weird one. It's a fucking weird one, guy. But, uh, in addition to that, I was able to attend. What happened? I just saw a plant leaf moving. I thought it was pressing. I might have seen it. That's fine. Oh, okay. Anyway. Cool. That's why I locked the door. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, do you think we should? Nope. <laughs> Not gonna do that. <laughs> oh god. No, I wanna keep it in. I'm keeping it in. I have no shame. <laughs> Nobody even knows what we're laughing at. It's fine. This yeah, is just, this is just today. No, we're sober as can be. Okay. That's the problem. <laughs> this is our, our time to run away from the real world. <laughs> um, so anyway, the case. So, yeah. So anyway, um, the cool part about this is that I was able to attend the trial uh, in person, which is, the, this is the first time I've ever been to any kind of trial like this. So, um, it's kind of wild how different it feels in person. You know, like I, I had the general information about it before we went into it. And then when I was there, I was like, wow, like seeing everyone interacting totally changes everything. And I kind of want to start watching um, like court TV and like live trials to see if I get the same reaction or if it was just because I was like in the room, you know, like there is a difference when you're like in a room with, I mean, I always feel energies and like how people are if somebody's been douchey I can usually kind of be like it feels awkward in here you know so I feel like you know maybe that is part of what amplified it but it definitely because I was like I went into it like nah I, I already have my opinions and then I was like back and forth and back and yeah it so it, it yeah and it's also a testament to prepping your witness I think as well because there was a particular witness that was just like painful to watch so the the, yeah. the primary. I think she was prepped 
but there's only so much you can do. I mean, people are going to be nervous and not yeah. necessarily perform the way that you want them to. So this is something, I don't know if, it, if uh, how many people have heard about it. I'm sure I know that I have looked it up and there have been like news articles um, that aren't necessarily local to us that are talking about it because it is, you know, you say where it is already? not yet. No, oh, okay. because it is just such a fucking creepy, weird situation. Yeah. Um, so some of you may have heard of it, but <clears throat> we're going to leave out the, um, I guess the victim, I guess yeah. from her name, because I do know that <clears throat> she requested it not be spoken and they totally fucked that up during the trial. Because, yeah. like, at the very beginning, they kept referring to her by her initials. And then, like, they did it, like, two times. And yeah. then they just started calling her name. <laughs> and mind you, like, court TV is there. So, like, this was on TV. Yeah, I'm sure it's all online and everybody's going to know who she is anyway. But still. So, and I think you had mentioned, too, that someone had spoken to her about this possibly turning into, like, a Lifetime movie kind of thing. Yeah, I, I believe they were contacted by, like, a network or something that wanted more information because they wanted to make one of those lifetime movies or something sure. like that. Oh, why are you doing this? My phone is Siri needs to calm down. My phone is really like stepping out of line. Yeah, Inappropriate. <clears throat> my phone. I said my phone. It's my watch. <laughs> Same thing. Uh so yeah, so this is the this is a case where uh the defendant his name is Mauricio um, Guerrero is his last name and Garoso is <laughs> Garoso. So I feel like this should be like a warning too, for anybody considering this uh, career path, because mm, this is yeah. unfortunately, I'm not trying to knock anybody's business. If you want to, you know, flaunt your, flaunt your stuff that's on you, but you, you, you need to, uh, definitely take note and, uh, don't do what, she did unfortunately not blaming her because that is not what we do but i'm just saying there are precautions that you need to take and so this is in regards to an only fans account that the victim had so she had an only fans account she um was local to us here in new hampshire and uh the individual uh, uh guerrero garicio <laughs> Kind of awesome because he's gross. Um, Mauricio is a Pennsylvania resident, and he had started interacting with her in October of was it twenty twenty? I should have my notes, but I don't have them up here. It's fine. Um, so he started interacting with her. No, I think it must have been like twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. So October of twenty twenty one, he became like you know a customer of her hers on her Patreon and I, uh, her Patreon, oh my God, what is with my brain today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on her OnlyFans. And I recognize that OnlyFans can cater to many different genres, but we all know what OnlyFans is used for. I might start, it's you know, putting pictures of Flashing your there. beef curtains for the world to see and I to pay know. you money for it. Let me see those shaved hand strips. So anyway, yes. Uh, so that is what she was doing. And uh, <clears throat> he became a client. They were interacting just through the OnlyFans site for a period of time. And to be clear, do we even know what content she was putting on OnlyFans? Because I know no, it. Yes, she, st- she said that oh, okay. she was. I don't know, uh, you know, the specifics, you know, if it was 
just her or if it was, you know, her with other people or anything. I don't know any okay. of that. So I I'm wasn't not sure. Speak to that, but I do know it was of that nature. Okay. Sexual content. They did clarify that. Uh, so, um, and now the, the victim as well, just to give like some general uh, information, she was uh, 22, I think at the time she has a two, she had a two-year-old uh, child also at that time. I'm going to not say if it was a male or female, but she had a kid and uh, she was living alone for a period of time. And so, you know, she was interacting with him as a client, but your clients on these websites can also interact with you and request like specific things for you. So yes, you can post like things they can pay to have access to that, but you can also say, Hey, if I pay you or if I want you to do this for me, how much will it cost? You know, so they can have like personal requests. Usually they cost more money. So people make more money. So anyway, they started this, you know, they opened this line of communication and um, I believe around that time is when it kind of like, leaked outside of OnlyFans. So, you know, like using uh, certain messaging apps to chat with each other instead of just through OnlyFans. And it got to the point where they had kind of had more, you know, personal conversations. And she had mentioned how she needed certain things for her apartment. And um, she had stated how she wanted like, a, it was like one of those electrical fireplaces, I think. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted something like that and a TV and he had told her that he would send it to her. So he needed her address so he could, you know, buy it for her and send it to her. And he did, you know, he did what he said he was going to do, but then he obviously had her address, which is problematic. Obviously guys don't share your address with for obvious reasons. That is problematic. I mean, and this is like one of the biggest, it's one thing if you're like meeting somebody and you're literally getting to know them and you have intentions of getting to know them, you know, I'm not saying online dating is bad, but you're, talking about a scenario where you're putting yourself in this position to have people who have bizarre obsessions potentially, you know, really become yes. engrossed again, in your situation. Not victim blaming. She, no, no. She just take your precautions. If you're going to do yeah. it, you have all the right in the world to do it. Be just safe. be safe. You know, use this as cautionary tale. Okay. Be safe. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. She can do whatever she wants. I don't care. It doesn't bother me any. But just be careful. Shit, I thought about putting feet pics on there, dude. Make some yeah. fucking bank. I got tats on there. Like people be like, those feet's are cute, but they're not. My feet are not. Well, I don't think but at the same cute. time, people like that shit too, right? Like I might not have cute feet, but maybe that's your jam. I don't know. I don't know how people have big feet. I'm not yucking on anyone's yum. I just don't get it because it does not do anything. Oh man, uh, Tom Segura, comedian. He talks about people's weird kinks, and he's like talking to the audience. It's like, what's your weirdest kink, you know, or whatever. And he's like. Uh, I think it started because he was talking about dating and how people who are married look at people on dates and restaurants and like, God, that's exhausting. <laughs> and he's like, like trying to fucking pretend like you're something you're not. He's like, I feel like as soon as we got married, my wife was like, can I fart now? <laughs> he's like, fart away, babe. You know? <laughs> but he was talking about uh, kinks and he's like, <clears throat> he's like, I know what you guys are thinking. He's like, everybody has weird things, guys. Everybody does. Don't be ashamed of it. And he's like, think of, he's like, even even Bob, you know, from the office, and they're like, can't be Bob. He wears polo shirts, and he's like, Bob's got the weirdest ones. Bob likes when you smash his balls with a wrench, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's, oh it's so funny, though. It's true. Like, everybody's got their things, too. It's totally yeah. fine. So, but yeah, so no, not victim blaming in any way, but just be careful out there, folks. Be careful. PSA. So, uh, so they started interacting. He actually bought her those, those items, and, um, 
they were sent to her address. And um, the first time that something happened that, you know, definitely probably put her, uh, I don't know. I feel like there were moments, there were times where she probably maybe just, I feel like I would do the same thing where you kind of like uh, convince yourself it's not as big a deal as you think it is initially, you know, and you just like talk it off like, oh, it's okay. Like, well, I can see why someone would do that. You, you want to see the best in people. But so uh, at one point, you know, after he's bought those things, he has her address. At one point, uh, she had stated to him that she was going out partying that night and she like specifically said something like she wanted to get like blackout drunk or something mm-hmm. um and Same. i'm pretty sure she had mentioned as well that she's gone through you know like depression and things like that so um she was indicating it in the sense of like wanting to kind of like escape i think <clears throat> so she had said that he had um he had said that when she told him that he said he was concerned, he didn't want her to do it. And, you know, during the trial is when he was saying, Oh, I decided to go there to, to, to make sure she was safe. Right. So, which means driving all the way. from Yeah. So this kid drove 300 and mind you, I I don't think I mentioned it, but at the time he was 19. So, um, he drove 350 miles, give or take, uh, to New Hampshire from Pennsylvania and she didn't know he was coming and he showed up and I believe the, this first one, if I don't, there's, there's, so there's multiple times where he had come up and not necessarily interacted with her. And so in those situations, um, not a lot necessarily happens. So just keep in mind, like I don't have it all written down. It's hard to go back and find all the specific dates and it's not really relevant to be honest there's a, a period of time coming up in the timeline. That's the substantial part of the, the case. So, but so um, he had come up and I don't recall if it was the first time or not, but he did end up seeing her. He had told her he was there and she invited him up like to her apartment. She invited him in and um, they did talk for a few hours. That's what they both said that they talked for a few hours and then they had sex And he left like shortly after that. He didn't stay overnight. And so obviously, I mean, red flags galore here, but um, I think he, he's is especially, so this was where I kind of like, she was interviewed first, you know, she was uh, on, on trial first and she just, I'm sure it was incredibly awkward to talk about this you know, with people watching that, you know, know you, your mom, whatever. And, um, she just wasn't, I feel like she did damage to her case because she was very, she almost seems like pissed off at the attorney and, you know, like they'd ask her a question and she would kind of put her hands up and be like, I don't know, like almost like a teenager. Like it just felt very like defensive when it was her team asking the questions, like trying to get some clarification. So I felt like as I was watching that, I'm thinking, Oh man, like, I don't know how the jury's feeling about this because I don't know how I'm feeling about this. Like I, I'm not saying that what happened, you know, coming up here wasn't incredibly wrong, but I'm just like, Oh, the way she's presenting this is really making it hard to sympathize. Um, I've watched parts of the trial online and she did come up as very 
cold, but I do think a lot of that was just her being nervous and uh-huh. it just being so awkward to talk about this, probably uncomfortable being in the courtroom with him being there. I think there were a lot of factors that probably made her come off the way that she did. I don't think it's not because she didn't care because yeah. she was, you know, upset with her, her defense team or anything or the prosecution, but yeah, I can definitely see how people would watch her testimony and be like, wow, this girl doesn't care and she seems like yeah she just like seemed like I can understand being I you know and this is where it's like my experience being uncomfortable is different than yours so I just laugh when I get yeah like being I I don't know I'm the kind of person who's like if I'm uncomfortable I kind of just throw it all on the table to be like here's the thing this is going to be awkward to talk about but we're going to talk about it so just deal with it what is it is what it is you know and I also think that goes to show as well however about I don't know. She's still young, obviously, but it goes to show her maturity levels. I think that a lot of people who are maybe older who decide to go the route of something like OnlyFans, they're like owning that shit, Mm -hmm. right? They're like, yeah, I do it. And I love it, you know, and I have no shame. It's, you know, it's my choice. What, and that's great. That's how you, you know, so I feel like when she did it, it was probably more of an out of desperation, just needing to find something she could make good buck on. I get it. Or she may just have more confidence online where she's face to face with people. Yeah. But yeah, so it was, it was hard to watch her testimony and it was really short and probably because of how she was, uh, interacting with them. But, uh, so yeah, so they did have sex. He did leave. He went back to Pennsylvania and it sounds like she was very kind of wishy-washy when she communicate with him. Like sometimes she was really sweet and caring. And then other times she was kind of like, don't ever talk to me again. I think she probably in her mind knew like, this isn't a good situation, but was trying to be nice. And also like she said, it felt nice to get attention. It felt nice to have someone telling her that that she was pretty and that they cared about her. And she liked the attention she was getting, even though in the back of her mind, she probably knew like, this isn't a good way to get attention. This is wrong, but she was still really liking the attention. Yeah. I mean, and I don't blame her, obviously. <laughs> this is, like, the same thing as, like, when people act like they're pissed off and they get catcalled on the streets. Like, bitch, you're not mad, okay? Like, I know you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then you're like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, you're so rude. You're so gross. <laughs> and then they stop doing, they're like, what happened? Yeah. Like, Wait, excuse me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, um, you know, things kind of go back to, like, somewhat relatively normal at this point is, uh, I want to say it was like November or something like that. So come the turn of the year, he does this again where he kind of just shows up and there was like one or two additional times where she did know he was there. Um, but it, it never had, they never had sex again. It was nothing like that. There was like a time where she met him in his car briefly and she would tell him every time, like, you can't just show up like this. You can't keep doing this. You can't just show up like this. So she made it very clear. And then she ended up moving back in with her mother. Um, her and her child moved back in with her mother. And, um, at that point, I didn't, I didn't catch why he had her mother's address because I think she's, Oh, maybe I think she had the stuff sent to her mother's address, but was in the other apartment at the time when she got the stuff. I don't remember. I don't remember. But either way, 
he found her either way. So, but, uh, yeah, so she moved in with her mom. He had that address. I think, like I said, I think that he had sent the, uh, items originally to that address. She probably had them picked up there. If she was in an apartment complex, it's kind of, you don't want to leave the TV out. You know, you should probably have it sent there. So, um, so she's then living with her mother, uh, and the turn of the year comes and in January, he did come up. And at this point he had kind of scoped out some of the, uh, like the, the area, like where her mom, like her mom's house and, and things like that. But everything really takes place in February. So in February, um, February 7th, I believe February 6th, he had, yeah, it's not really relevant. He had decided to come up again, but this time was different than the last time. So during this trip, he came with completely different intentions. He had a list of things he wanted to do when he got here and he ended up breaking into her mother's home when they weren't home. He went through, they have like a barn and he used a crowbar to pry open the barn window and he climbed in through there. So this barn just had like storage stuff. There were boxes of things that she had from like childhood schools stuff, you know, like things she did for school. Um, they, after they arrested him cause he gets arrested, but after that happened, um, you know, they did see how he had gone through the boxes. He kind of like took pictures of some of the things in the boxes. He took old photos of her when she was younger, which is just weird. Um, why would you want pictures of her when child pictures? It's weird. That's just, it is so weird. The whole thing is creepy and weird, but then it just gets even weirder. It just gets weirder guys. So hold on to your titties. Cause it, it gets weirder. Darcy's actually holding her breasticles. Just the right one. Yeah. Just one. I don't like the left one. Fuck off. Smaller. It looks like it's gonna storm out, so let's hope we don't lose any powers. It just like got black outside. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it did. so all right, so all of these things take place over the course of like a couple of days. But he goes into the barn. We don't really have enough information to know like what he did. I think he had an Airbnb as well, right? I don't. Pretty know. certain. So I think he had a place to go. But essentially what he ended up doing is like, it's so wild when you think about it because he was literally waiting for just like them to leave for a minute, for him to run inside the main part of the home, do a couple things, leave again, wait till they, you know, it was just wild to even think about it. Yeah. So he went in and he found their keys. He took them off of like the counter and he went to Home Depot and he made a copy of their key. And he, so basically they thought they lost their key. They're looking around like, you know, they can't find it for the life of them. And after a period of time, they were waiting for like someone to come make a new key. Like it was like this whole big thing. Right. And so after when they ended up leaving the house for like 15 minutes, he like scooted in and he put it I found it like very intelligent in a creepy way that he put it on the floor mm-hmm. under like, they had like a kitchen Island of something yeah. sorts and he put it on the floor. So it was like kind of peeking out from underneath. So, they would so see it, it. it would almost look like, Oh, I must've just not seen it. Yeah. But she was like, I looked there because the mom was, um, 
she was on the stand as well. And she, she had said, you know, they had looked everywhere. That was a specific spot. She knew she had looked, there was nothing there. So, but it's there now. They kind of don't, I mean, would any of us really think anything of it? Like I I would just literally be like, yeah, like I just (laughs) missed it or something, you know, or one of my dickhead animals like fucked around with it. So he then now has a key and at this point, he can come and go as he pleases. It's just so fucking creepy to think that somebody would do that. Like, I know. I cannot I know. imagine someone coming into my house. And the, to, just uh, the fact that, like, you were, like, in and out the same day. Yes. To think, like, literally you just left and he's, like, yeah. coming out now. Yeah. Like, that's the creepiest part to me. It's one thing if you're, like, completely gone for the whole day and he snuck in and did yeah. something, like, 20 minutes left. But to know that, like, he just was, like, scooted in, scooted out. Like, it's wild. Yeah. So anyway, so he, he gets this key made. Now he has like a whole list on his phone that they found after the fact that was like things he needed to do when he got into the And house. didn't it also like list the things he needed to bring with him, like the crowbar and stuff, or am I wrong? No, um, he didn't have a crowbar on there. They knew the crowbar was his oh, because okay. of the color on the crowbar that transferred to the window oh, okay. when he tried to open it. He tried to say it wasn't his. It's like, did you have a red crowbar in your car and you're in the house? Like, and there's like, I don't think there's really, white yeah, side. like, what the fuck? So, um, nothing, nothing if you say it's not yours. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to kind of flash forward a little bit uh, to the night that everything kind of happened and then we'll fill in the gaps. So the night that everything happened, um, so she's home, she's asleep with her child. She's sleeping in the same bed as the child. Um, The child has a bedroom, but little kids. (laughs) So at some point she thought she heard something so she like woke up and she looked to the door and saw someone just an outline of someone like standing in the doorway holy shit talk about that whole partner like, oh my god so she kind of freaks out a little and gets up and asks her mom if she heard somebody she says she heard something from the house and her mom's like so they kind of go in her room they're they're calling the cops and uh so the cops end up coming, and while they're, while they're there, doing kind of like a walkthrough, I assume, you know, they heard, like, footsteps. In the attic. Yeah, in the attic. And so they go to check it out, and then there's nobody in there, but they hear footsteps outside on the roof. So this guy climbed out a window. Onto, window. Yeah, onto the roof, and was, like, squatting down. It's February. There's snow on the roof. He's in, like, his socks. And he's squatting down, and you know they just call him down, and he's arrested, right? No, no they okay. told him to stay where he was, and oh, okay. went inside, went the yeah, 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 and like made him go but because they, they went outside to look and see if yeah. he was yeah, what was there? They thought it was like an animal, like a raccoon or something, which I yeah, I guess I would think the same thing. So anyway, he gets arrested, and his car was towed. So his car had been towed to a local uh, tow shop. And he was at the uh, police department. They're asking him questions. They're downloading information from his phone. And, um, shit's getting wild. Shit's getting wild. Yeah. So they end up talking to him about his timeline. He's saying, you know, how he had just gotten there or something. They specifically asked him if they, he was in a relationship with Yeah. And he said no. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wasn't. Because the whole thing during the trial, their whole play for him was, this is just a 
nerdy kid who's never had a girlfriend, thought he was in a in a relationship, was just wrong about it. No. And that she was if he thought and that's that's always something I hate when people try to claim in these kinds of things because I'm sorry. If you're claiming you were unaware and you thought you were in a relationship, then all of the things that you're doing, you wouldn't be trying to hide. Because if you were just crazy and that's what you thought, you would just be saying, like, no, we're dating. I live here or whatever. Like that's what a crazy person would say because they genuinely think genuinely think it's real. Yeah. So the fact that he's hiding from the police, you know what you're doing is wrong. I mean, you can't even claim he's that. Can't say that he thought he was in a relationship when he's denying that he's in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, so during this time frame, they're getting information on his phone. They're looking at some recent pictures, recent uh, notes, things like that, and the head detective finds something that he, it's, it's alarming to him, right? So this is a video that he finds pretty recent on the phone. That's a video of just girls vagina, like just straight up. You see it all. It's there. She is clearly like not aware it's being taken. Like this is like, uh, like lifting a bed sheet and videotaping from underneath the, and the, bed, the sheet. bed sheets in that video match the bed sheets on the victim's yeah. bed so yeah so it's clear to the police that while she was sleeping he yeah. was taking a video of her vagina yep now when that was discovered the detective asked another officer to go to the location where the car was being held because they wanted to look at anything inside to see if there was anything suspicious so the, another uh, officer goes to the tow, um, the tow shop, and yeah, there's immediately <laughs> sketchy things. There's the crowbar, right? That's in there. We already knew that. He's got photos of her, the photos we were referencing. He kept photos of her from childhood. He also uh, took multiple undergarments from her that were in his vehicle as well. Um, so at this point they're like, all right, well, we need to do some more digging. And, um, so they did also go up to the, attic that's what I was just going to get to. Yeah. Was, they had found, um, a McDonald's cup. Wasn't it McDonald's? It was McDonald's. It? Yeah. Yeah. And like food and stuff. He went to McDonald's yeah. for breakfast that morning. Hash browns. Yeah. And had eaten some of it. So based on what they found, it had been Ooh, That scared the fuck out of me. He was living in the attic for a yeah. period of time. Yeah, multiple days at that point. Yeah. But yeah, so he had a cup that had urine in it. He also had one of the tile, um, like, Track whatever, tricks, chips that you can, like, use as a tracker for, you know, whatever. And you he need. was going to put it on her phone. Like, everything in my life because yeah. I lose everything. But yeah, he had it taped up with, like, masking tape, like, blue masking tape. Or painter's and, tape, right? Yeah, and the assumption was that it was so that she wouldn't think it was necessarily like if she saw it she'd be like what is you know like wouldn't necessarily think as much of it but uh yeah so he had that he had um there was something else too I can't think it's it's not a big deal really but yeah the urine to me was the biggest thing because that's just clear indicator yeah the other thing that I found particularly disturbing because he was there for for multiple days (laughs) But in order to get to the attic, you have to walk through her child's room. So her two-year-old's room. So my assumption would be that, like, during the night while the child's asleep, he's walking through. Like, oh, my God. 
I would murder you just for that alone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Oh, uh, the other thing that I wanted to say was that he claims he didn't know. And I guess he, I mean, maybe he didn't, but because I imagine too, like when you're in his shoes, right. And you're doing this, like you're in some sort of bizarre high. So you probably really are kind of manicky and like, yeah, not make, that's probably why everybody fucks up and gets caught doing stupid shit because they're not thinking properly. You know, they're yeah. too like strung out on what's happening at the moment. But um, she claims that her child was sleeping next to her in the bed when he took that video. Yeah. So, well, I believe you can see part of the child. That's so fucking messed up. Yeah. I would be so livid. Yeah, <sighs> it's one thing to do something to somebody, but then anything that involves their kids, you're yeah. crossing. A oh, whole it's so line. different. Your your emotional level literally just changes so drastically yeah. inside. Like how I would feel, you know. I don't have my like. I have stepchildren. I have nieces and nephews and a granddaughter. And just thinking if anybody did something to one of them, mm-hmm. I would murder them. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine how more intense that feels as an actual parent. You are an actual parent, but yeah, yeah. biological wise. But yeah, it's so during his testimony, he uh really played up the I was so annoyed he tried to be such a victim but the length of time he took to answer questions was making me want to stab him in the the fucking face when the prosecution was asking questions holy shit when his defense attorney was asking questions he had no problem answering he was like they would ask a question and it was like silent for like fucking two minutes and I'm sitting there going is someone going to be like you need to answer the question I wanted to smack him upside the head and be like just answer the fucking question and uh it was he was teary eyed he was you know he did he played up the whole like oh like I didn't I I know it was wrong but I didn't know it was wrong and she was so confusing and she wanted it that was yes because he was saying how during their interactions like via text and stuff that she would say things like she wanted him to do things like you know, stalk her and be I want like, him to be obsessed. Yeah. And so she did say she said those things. And I think it's like what you were saying earlier, I where like she liked the attention. feeling of it. Yeah. But yeah, obviously no one in real life is like, but I really want you to. Like, yeah. oh. And if he finally thought that's what she wanted, why was he trying to hide right. it? Yeah. You, you yeah. little piece of shit. But at the same time, you know, that's where it comes into being careful with the people you don't know these people so you know you might be saying these things and you're thinking well obviously he knows that's not what I want right because any reasonable person would be like okay so she just wants attention she wants me to tell her she's beautiful and yeah like be obsessed with her by by giving her all this attention not by actually fucking stalking her and breaking into her house and living in her attic you psycho it's can you I just that to me I think when we when I heard about this at the at the very beginning I was like this is like your classic like the call is coming from inside the house yeah it's like someone in the attic yeah but he was in I don't know how I could ever feel safe in my house like it doesn't matter where I would go because I'd be like Jesus Christ I knew like for days I didn't know that someone was in my fucking attic like oh it's the worst so so um but yeah he really played that up and I could tell I texted you that day saying how I could see how the jury I saw lightning so you might you might hear some thunders from down under (laughs) (laughs) 
No. So, um, I could tell that the jury was feeding into it. I mean, shit, I was feeling like, Oh my God, is this legit? Like, like, because her testimony was so starkly opposite of his, he played it up so well and she didn't play her end very well. And so the fact that that was the case, I, I'm watching the jury and they're leaning forward all turned to face him with their hands on their mouths. Like, Oh my God. Because the emotion that he was showing, you would have expected to see from her as right. a victim, and you didn't. She was very cold, but he's saying, "I've never had a girlfriend. Day, I didn't like know, him. you know." Yeah. And so, like, but you can tell, and you know, obviously, come cross examination, totally different story because they fucking killed him because he contradicted so much of everything. But um, at that point, I think that because of the testimony from the officers and um, all of that, I think that they started to kind of change their mind. And we're, they're still waiting on like a sentencing uh, hearing for him. But you, you had said what he was, it, it, I don't know. There was multiple, multiple things that he was so being he was found guilty charged with. Different charges. One of them I believe was burglary. And there was a charge that had something to do with taking the video yeah, there's I like think. a, um, there was a invasion of privacy. Yeah. Um, so he could. So his whole thing too was like, he was claiming that he broke in to get his fireplace and TV back, which is a load of crap because you don't need to be there for four days for that. You don't need to live in someone's attic <laughs> to get your shit back. You don't need a tracker and you don't need to have a whole list of all the things you're going to do. Make a key. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just wild. You little fucking psycho. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the overall gist of all of it. Um, he, I, so with all the charges that he got, I think he could, if I remember correctly, face anywhere from like seven or 10 years to 15 or 20 years, something like that, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um, so he could actually get some legitimate jail time, but I, especially with the jail system here, He'll probably, even if he gets sentenced to 15 years, he could be out in like... Yeah, so this was four counts of burglary is what I had in my notes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was just looking through them really quick to see if there was anything else, but he had get a copy, plant microphones. He had that on, put tracker on a car. This is his list to do, his to-do list. Make a home in attic, bring cup for urine. Just, he was obviously trying to make himself very prepared for this. So yeah, I mean, to try to then make himself look like the victim, you're disgusting. There's something seriously wrong with you. And you really, really, really should be in prison for a long time. Like maybe he didn't actually physically do any harm to her, but emotionally that has to be scarring. Well, and when you heard the testimony from the officers that, you know, interrogated him after he was arrested and, uh, anyone who interacted with him, the way he was acting from their interactions and on trial were totally different. Yeah. So this was called the stalker in the attic on, um, <laughs> on the guy who was there that channel for TV. They were calling him the stalker in the attic case. And that's very fitting because that's exactly what he was. It's just disturbing. I will say I felt like the closing arguments for his defense 
I couldn't was, understand them. Yeah, the, the audio was really pretty. The way his voice reverberated in the room, like his attorney, it was weird. It was like muffled. It sounded like he had marbles in his mouth. Like it was really hard to hear. But, like, but he went, I, I was actually watching it and I'm thinking, God, is this kid pissed at like how he's making him out to look right now? Because he was talking about how he was a kid who had never had a girlfriend and um, he said how she was so much more sophisticated than he was yeah. and she knew it was a game, but he was in love with her and he had no idea. And I'm like, oh shit. He might have been confused by her signals, sure. Yeah. But the reason he ran is because he knew it, just being confused by someone's signals doesn't it's, mean you, you think burglary is okay. If she you know? said multiple times via text, she did not want him to yeah show up. she said it she, multiple times yeah. don't come back here don't do yeah. that again and she even said at one point you're scaring me that or mm-hmm. something to the fact that that scares me what he's doing was scary yeah. like that no that's a pretty clear message but especially you're talking not even just her own place she doesn't live alone yeah. you know and that was one of the other things she said too was you can't you come can't to, my come to my mom's house like, yes yeah house. it's so crazy so yeah that was it. It was wild. I will be super curious to see if they make a movie out of it. I would. Because it seems like it's something that you would only come out of a movie. It doesn't seem like it's real life. Well, I just, the, it's the idea of having someone in your attic and not knowing freaks me out. I wanted to open the attic up so badly after that. Just to be like, Jesus Christ, I'm not like fucking oblivious to some weird ass person in my attic, right? I mean, luckily with my dogs, I mean, if you even make it in my house, you're not making it back so out. So here's the good, thing, but... and I guess maybe this is an age thing. I don't know. But I had even thought about, like, like I had the thought, like, okay, what if I ever did do feet pics, yep. right? Like, for, like, only, only fans. I have tattoos. So, in my head, I'm going, someone's going to see that and be like, I know that tattoo. Yeah. Like, so I'm all, I'm not even sharing personal information to the point of having an address. I'm like, motherfucker's going to know who I am because I got these star tattoos on my feet. You know? You know what I'm saying? You feel me? What so if somebody... See the picture of my foot, and they recognize a particular vein on my foot. Right. And I feel like I know that fucking corn. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking that's Darcy's corn. Yeah, she's the only one <laughs> with that kind of corn. So yeah, so that's that's the story. It's crazy. We'll definitely provide an update when we find out what he's actually going to be sentenced with forever. Yeah, um, but it was definitely a different experience seeing it in person. It makes me want to go to other cases. And like I said, it, uh, other trials, it does make me want to also watch them on TV, but I feel like it's totally different. It's, it it's a different vibe when you're not in the room. It really is. So, um, and, and you're, you know, like I said, I knew about the basis of this before I went into it and I was like, he's gross. And then as I'm watching his testimony after hers and I'm like, Am, am I feeling bad for this kid? Is he that good? Like, I'm a pretty smart person. Like, I knew what he, I knew he knew what he did was wrong. Yeah. But it it's so different when you're in person. I feel like if I was not in person, it's almost like that. It's like keyboard warriors, you know? Like, you're like, I'm going to tell this person, fuck off and suck yeah. my butthole, suck my farts, bitch. And then I'm like, but then in person, like, I like your hair, it's pretty. You know, like, I feel like it's kind of like that where you're like there now. And I'm yeah. like, if I was at home, I bet this motherfucker thinks he's playing all of us. You're straight up gangsta at home. Yeah, I'm straight up gangsta. And then in person, I'm like, oh my God, this poor guy's so sad. Yeah, probably say the same thing in person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Though. Yeah. But yeah, so it does make me wonder about like other kinds of trials. And I never even thought about court TV. Court TV was there for me. It was live. And I never even thought about it. Now I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna follow Core TV and see like yeah. what like big cases are you know happening that I can watch and see if I feel the same way. And it's just crazy that 
Lake, Little New Hampshire, had this oh, thing with case oh, that blew up oh, and was on court TV. Yeah, I know, it was crazy. But like, I've literally had people asking where I live and I see New Hampshire and like, is that part of Canada? And I'm like, mm, I have, yeah. I had a friend that I, I used to clean hotel rooms at the Sheridan and I had a friend that I um, met through there. She's a little bit older than me and she had moved here from Chicago because her older sister had moved here. And she told me one day, she's like, before my older sister moved here, I didn't think people lived in New Hampshire. Like, like you thought it was like uninhabited. <laughs> There's no buildings. We're just in hot cell back. <laughs> I was just like, that's so funny. It's so easy to feel that way about places like, like Africa. Yeah. But they have cities, you know, but you think of it because you see all the like, fucking National yeah. Geographic pictures and you think that's everywhere there. You know, it's not hot. Yeah. Yet. I'm like, oh, you guys have schools? Universities? <laughs> you know, like it's just, you, you, I don't know. But yeah, it, well, in New Hampshire, but we've had some wild stuff out here, you know? Yeah. And just like everywhere else. So, so that was, that was that case. It's crazy. It was crazy. Uh, and uh, we have other stuff to share. Do you want to do the missing person first, or do you want to do? Why did you just point to? <laughs> I have to nothing. Your... I don't have a you have a cellular telephone that's oh like God, a computer in your hand. So I mean, I think you could. <laughs> I like that you pointed to your vacant crotch area. <laughs> I was like she did. Lap, like... She did like one of those like, would you like a treat? Like with her hands up, <laughs> like. Like, you know, like someone bringing a menu over with a napkin draped over their arm at the... <laughs> Would you like some cracked pepper? That's what I thought of when you went to the yeah, over your... And that is why we don't want to be I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> you, want, you told me to suck it? Is that what that is? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so funny. So I wasn't. <laughs> it's weird. We have these, like, pocket computers... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's new people on here. I don't like that. Ew, gross. So, how many do? What's the number? Three. <sighs> and they are ages 16. It makes it hard to go to older ones because, as much as you want to go to older ones, you're like, you have maybe a better chance with these newer ones. I know. So, oh. I'm going to do a newer one. All right. Her name is Giselle Breedlove. I actually love her name. That's a nice name. She's 18 years old. She has brown hair, hazel eyes. She's 5'7", 160 pounds. She's white. She went missing from Manchester, New Hampshire. And Manchester? She was born and missing on April 12th of this year. She was 17 at the time. Oh, that's so sad. Um, she was wearing black leggings and, sh- and shirt. Black slash red Jordan sneakers. She's believed to still be in the Manchester area. Um, so if you have any information about her whereabouts... Please contact the missing persons. Their phone number is 603-223-3859. It's always Manchester or like freaking national, I swear to God. Manchester needs to get to shoot. So, all right. On another note, we have some exciting news. We do. Do you want to share the bids? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so we have started another company, and it is called Paranormal Slumber Party. We're going to do investigations at locations that are known to have paranormal activity, or if homeowners or business owners want to have a company come to their location because they believe they have 
paranormal activity and they just want answers or at least want to confirm that they're not going crazy that there mm. is activity there, we will be able to go investigate. Um, and then we also are going to uh, seek out locations, like I said, that we know have activity. And we are going to, at times, bring guests with us. So if you want to pay to come investigate with us, they can do that. Yeah, so we'll kind of be like middlemen, I guess. I, You know what I was referring to it as? And I was talking to someone else about it. I was telling them it's kind of like Ticketmaster for paranormal investigations. So essentially, um, we're hoping what we can do is is be able to connect with more of, like, some of the more popular locations. Yeah. And get in, essentially, like, a contract with them. And then, so we would be paying them, and then we would bring groups of people with us, kind of like we would be like tour guides. We'd bring our equipment. Yeah, we'd bring our equipment so they don't have to have it. They can use our stuff, and we can kind of like structure the nights for them. So, yeah, um, you know. And obviously, we'll be spending the night, hence the slumber party part of it. Yeah, you really kind of want to wear jam jams, like foodie jammies. That would be so the night with ghosts and the plan is also to start a youtube channel where we yes. can record oh, yeah. these <laughs> <That's> the <part. laughs> oh yeah hey um we <laughs> want to start a youtube channel where we kind of follow uh these investigations and upload them for other people to see for your viewing yeah, pleasure for your viewing pleasure you actually act, actually oh. <laughs> where you actually Oh my God. Yeah. We, we have a bunch of equipment that we've already accumulated. We have more on the way. So we're working right now on getting the first place nailed down. Um, we found a place that, yeah, we found a place specifically that is very local that we know the person who runs it. And, um, there is supposedly, there's a lot to it. So I'm not going to give away too much because I want you guys to watch the goddamn videos. Okay. Um, so we'll probably do like a maybe a little introductory video yes. during that one. We d- we're trying to work on exactly how we're going to structure the investigations and all of that. We're still so working far, on getting some stuff. Facebook. Yeah. Yes, we do have a Facebook. I don't know if it's a page or a group. I didn't set it up. Um, but it's called Paranormal Slumber Party. So come yep, come find us on on the Book of Face. And get us a Facebook. Come find us on the Facebook. My grandma loves Facebook and my face. Oh, my face. <laughs> my face is on that space. It is my face now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're so excited. Like, we're stupid excited. We're like little yes. fucking children's. Just so excited. Like, I just, I'm like, why do we have to do anything else? This is my life's work. This is what I'm supposed to do. We're just, it just feels so right. Like, it's just one it of the, and so it feels right. like everything that we've been, like, you know, little things that have been happening over the course of like the last couple of weeks is like, holy crap. It's yes. like so connected. Everything is like, aligning. Yeah, it really is. It's just, it, we're excited. We can't wait to do it. It's fun. It's exhilarating. It's so exhilarating. I play with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Fran Trasher. It is. Like, I'd like to throw a punch in it right now. <laughs> but yeah, so we're super excited. Can't wait to start doing this. Um, you know, I have little kids at home so we do have to coordinate and I know. you know we'll only be able to do so many a month but hopefully over time it'll get to the point where we'll be able to do more than that and yeah um but yeah so if you are local to us and that's something that you're interested in certainly reach out to us or if you're willing to travel 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we definitely do plan on going to some places further away in the beginning here. We're just trying to nail down the new yeah, area, the structure of everything, getting it kind of a couple under our belts to know we, you know, when you're guiding a bunch of people, yeah. we're not running around like chickens with our heads cut off. So and to make it clear, New England is part of America. And New Hampshire is in New England, not Canada. Just want to be clear. I feel like people from other states, like far enough away from this area, always confuse like either New Hampshire with Mass or for whatever reason, Connecticut. Because when I was in Florida, people would always be like, it's Connecticut, right? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's Connecticut. I was like, Connecticut. It's New Hampshire. It's too fucking warranty. But yeah, so, um, you know, if we get to a point where we have free, more freedom with our schedule and to be able travel. to do it, yeah, we would absolutely, there's so many cool places that I would just be thrilled to go to. So As long as I can drive there, because I fucking hate flying. So if you guys aren't sick of us and you don't think that we're the most obnoxious people you've ever heard in your entire life, we then are, just like us you need to watch the YouTube videos when we put them up so that we can get a big enough following to be able to do it more often and more frequently. Yeah, because we're so, going to rely on you guys for that. Mm-hmm. But we're so excited. So excited. Um, we, we did have, we have like, we're coming out with business cards and other things as well. Um, and so we will have a phone number. I don't have it in front of me, so I need to get some clarification on that before. What are you doing? It's 1-800. No, no. It's like one nine eight four. Absolutely. Do you want the phone number? I think it's 984 500 984 yeah. Because it's a zip code. I realized that. <laughs> so, yeah. So excited, you guys. And I started, um, like, an Etsy shop for, like, you know, t-shirts and random shit. But I've also done some things with, like, our logo on it through there as well. So, yeah. you know, if you do get to a point of being, you know, interested in, in joining us for something, we'll have like stuff that you can get as like memorabilia and things of that nature. Um, we also, oh shit. What was I going to say? I don't know. I'm not a mind reader. Uh, oh, we're also going to eventually, we're not ready to do it yet, but we will be setting up as well a Patreon so that people can be subscribing members and you'll get certain perks based on like the tier level that you join. So it might be like a percentage off of the cost of an overnight and that percentage might go up for each tier, depending on, you know, how frequently you think you might want to go on, on these investigations with us. So, um, we still have a lot to figure out in that regard, but that's the news and we're so, so excited. So super excited. Uh, I think that'll do it. Right. Are we going to yes. go? All right. All right, thank you everyone. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.